0: Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders. Tuesday mornings, 11:30, live with First Seder Be's Medrash, firstseder.org. Wonderful program. Many shurim to become a part of, even long distance, through the video conferencing and all different types of technological ways, WhatsApp groups, and things like that. So, uh, go to their website and contact them and get involved and start learning With this wonderful program special welcome to welcome to our Torah anytime viewers and listeners of Hashem be joining the share This series has been sponsored by Rabbi bit successfulist bottom line marketing group for his family for the listeners and all of Klai Yisrael. So we are going to go back a little bit the last few weeks um, We went a little bit uh, off of where we were so to speak and we are going to go back to the city of Warsaw. We were there for the Maral Tzintz, we were there for the Chemdash Shleimai. and today we're going to talk about Rabbi Yaakov Gesundheit. Rabbi Yaakov Gesundheit was the Rav of, of Warsaw, as we'll see, and he's famously known as the Tiferes Yaakov. He wrote Tzvarim and Shochanarech and Gitin, Masechtah Gitin and Masechtah Chulin, classic sefer. Um, the Tiferes Yaakov, and he was nifter in the year 1878. Yud Gimel Elo, Taf Reish So, in the preface to his Sefer Tiferes Yaakov on Chaysh Mishpat, the first Sefer that he printed, he says and he should be remembered for good. Avi, my father. Moiri, my teacher. Haraboni Hamuflag, the unbelievable Rav the well-known one. Ish Oisek the person who was involved in the needs of the community, Leshem Shamayim, Mirainu Arab Yitzhak. And when he signed his name, this is how he refers to him, when he signed his name, he signed it Ben, um Harabani all those things, but he added in Ish Elikim, Kim, a man of Hashem. So his father was a very chosh seems to I don't I didn't find that he was actually a Rav anywhere, I'm not a hundred percent sure. But he for sure calls him at Hamakam Arabani, Isik Bisarchitzibor, Bizugasi and his wife Imi my and his wife Imi my mother atsnua, Snua Aishhail, the maddest one Eshaiel Moras Rochel. Now his mother was the daughter of someone who was called Hamakubel, Harav Hagoin Hamakubalika, the great Goin who was a, a, a Mekubal of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, rav Moshe Zatzal, and this Mareinu Moshe was a great-great-grandson, not sure exactly how many greats, of the Rama. So from his mother's side, he was a descendant of the Rama. Now Rabbi Yaakov was born in the year Taf Kuf, um, Ayin Vav, in 1815, the end of 1815, in the the suburb of Warsaw called Praga as we mentioned it before already, in the share in the Marel share the city of Praga. Now, his family, his parents, were from the um, choice people, so to speak, the cream of the crap of the city. Their house was a house of gathering places for Chachamim. They were very wealthy, they gave a lot of tzedakah, their house was open to the poor people. And um, it, they were from the, uh, the, um, the um, aristocratic, so to speak, uh, families of this community. When he was young already, they were able to see that he was something special, his midoist Taivais, his purity of heart, his tayar leiv. And when he talks about his parents in the Akdamah, he says, Asher minurai From when I was young, they raised me on the knees of Tyra. And they spent a lot on me. They invested a lot on me into me. Now, what's fascinating about the Tefaris Yaakov is besides what we glean from his prefaces and hakdamas, it happens to be that in the Hakdamah to the Gitin that was printed, actually, as we'll see later by his Talmidim, when he was forty-seven years old, one of his Talmudim actually wrote a biography about him. Up until that day. It wasn't so common to write biographies about people if they were still alive in their Sfarim. But they wrote a biography about him um, up until that day while he was alive at 47 years old. So there's a lot of details you know, first hand from his Talmidim that we get from that. So we're going to be quoting from that a lot. Um, that was printed in the year Tafresh Chav Gimel. And it says over there that by the age of 10 um, he started to... Uh, to, to um his 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 his, his all of his um talents and all of his intellect and who he was started finally to come out to realize who he was and um his yedias in Talmud, the way he learned and what he knew, his desire for learning um he they write over there many of the Muflage Tira, the a people the prominent people, they were astounded to hear from his mouth all types of Chidushim in Torah that were really more fitting to hear from someone who was much older than him. And he was saying Torah beyond his years. From the years, from the age of about 13 to 15, is what he learned in the yeshiva of the Maral since. As we mentioned uh, a few weeks back, he had his yeshiva there in Praga, and uh, he learned in his yeshiva together with the Chidusha Harim and others. Um, and he would listen, he would hear the shear, the Maral Sins that he gave in Gemara Rashi Taisvis, his daily shear, And the Marel loved him very much, especially because of his shkeda, because of his learning, and um, that he was studious. And they also describe their Einav Habahirim Mitterach Dosha, his clear vision of Torah. And they write there that one time the Tzin sent to said to his beloved Talmud, Where were you Zaycha to such pure eyes to be able to see such clarity in Torah? So, those were those years. And in, when he was 15 or 16 years old, he started saying his own sheer daily. Uh, one place I saw was in his Rebbe's Yeshiva, I'm not 100% sure, it doesn't really make a difference, but he started saying his own sheer daily in Praga. Now at the end of the Sefer, Simchas Yontif HaMasech Tebeya, of the Torah of the Maral since there is actually a few Shtikluch Torah there that are printed, and it says on it, Asher Chideish. these are printed from the Tiferes Yaakov, and when did he say this Torah? When was he mechadish the Torah? Bimei when he was younger, B'yoyzei Kivar Shitzar, Khvar Shivzar, when he was 16 or seventy years old, and they write there, because he learned so much Torah, they write, interestingly, Harbe Shonim in many years, from the Mechaber of the Sefer, Simchas for and the Marat Sins. So therefore, they decided to print some of that Torah that he said in those years, together with this Sefer, Simcha Asyantif. Now, again, in the Taldas there, that were written by his Talmidim, they said, G'day Irenu, the great ones of our city, Spale, they were astounded, ki Li Yamim yedaber, like we said before, that such a young person should speak like this, ki'echad mi'abir, like one of the strong ones, the powerful ones um, in Torah. The age of sixteen he got married and in his Hakdama he wrote Lurabanis Khamoisiatsnua, this is later on in life. He talks about his mother in law, Moras Hindo Shetichya, um Almanas Khami Hamanayak, the widow of my father in law, my reinarabi Hudalayb, Ubita and her daughter, he Zuga Zugasi, that's my wife, Moras Sara Dabba Shatihya Sara Daba. Now at the age of eighteen he he got sick. And as we'll see later at the end of this year, um, it was a, he writes that it was a very serious sickness. At the end of this year, we'll see it seems to have been tuberculosis. And he writes in Akdamat Haisha Mishbat, Lifnei um eight years ago, Nafalti Bechayli Rahman al I got very sick. HaShar Kematla Yasigu That most people who get sick with this don't usually live. Uv'chemles Hashem alayim, because Hashem had mercy on me, heitzim mi masker nafshi. took me out from being in the sickness. Umi'az kibalti alai, and from then I accepted on myself, lilmaid ulelamed to teach and to learn. Ve'lichtei b'sefer kol mashi And while I'm learning and teaching, I'm going to write down in a sefer everything that I am a chadish. He says the more I put an effort to my learning that's when I saw that hashem um was g- g- continued and added on that I kept on getting better. the more I learned, the more I got better Atuma, um until it was completed so I'm sorry um. Right, and he says, "I'm asking Hashem to continue to um, to remove it at tumah till it's completed." Obviously, at that point, it sounds like he wasn't 100 percent better, but he's asking Hakadosh Baruch Hu, um, to continue to take it away till it's finished. So, at this age, at the age of 19, after he got better, he started to write, compose his sefer Tiferes Yaakov and Choshe Mishpat, and he like he writes in the Akdama, Ben Yuteshana I began it when I was 19. And when I was 23, I finished it. So for those four years or so is when he focused on his Sefer on Chayish Mishbat And it, went, it was printed in the year Taf Raish Beis, in the year of 1842. The first Chelek went up to Simon Ayin Hay in Chayish in, uh, Mishbat, And as Talmud writes, it was... One hundred and seventy-four dafin pages, Bitachnis folio gadol. and the big folios, we mentioned this once before. There was a description, like a standard size of the big folios of 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 printing. One hundred and seventy-four pages. It seems to be an extremely um, large sefer. Now, when he writes about how he learns, he writes v'ne miyoyim al aldatei samti libi halalu. He says, from the day that I understood things. This is what I focused on La Hate Bikhaldin Vidin to to um, to um, investigate very well every single halacha according to the sugya and the Gemara and the Paiskim and the Rishinim and to Paskin and to decide which which way we paskin, Birayas Burais with clear proofs, kifi daiti, the way that I'm able to understand. Va'akal, and all this is after I learned it together, with my friends, hamakshivim l'kaili, who listened to me, meaning his Talmidim. He went through all of this with his Talmidim. He says, and now they're coming to me, and they're telling me, when are you going to hide yourself? You should print your Torah, to teach Talmidim how to learn. Shaloi so he says, the Talmidim at the time weren't learning properly. They were learning Pilpul, we've mentioned this before, but they had all these uh, intellectual exercises and being very sharp, but it wasn't always for foundations of MS and didn't always come to a halacha. And he said, the, the Talmidim are very much wasting their time in these Pilpulim. And you should print your Sefer and teach them how to learn. So he says, um... He says, I wasn't able to agree. He says, because I know people talk about me and they're upset and they're going to say a young person is printing a safer lakar halachas kfuas bimismarim. It seems, and this is where he was a bit controversial in his sfarim, that he a lot of times decided to change what perhaps was the normative sock of the time based on what he decided is the right way of things. And therefore I said, why should I do this? Why should I make trouble? People would be upset at me. Amna Machare says, But then I decided I changed my mind. I see Kavarat the honor of Taira is decreasing in the world. And he says, What's happening with Talmidim now are two things. Some of them are going off into business, and others who stay in learning are not really learning well. They're going and doing these Pilpulim Shailim, Havalim Shainim, all these different types of nothingness, he calls them. Therefore, I said, I'm going to pay attention to the words of my friends. And I'm willing to print my Torah. Now, secondly, he says, "I see that from Shemayim they agreed with me, because, like he said before, I got sick, and then I decided to write this sefer, and that's what he said before. The more I learned, and the more I wrote, the better I got. So you see that Hashem agreed with me because He was making me better as I was writing my chedushim." So he said, that's what he said before, I hope Hashem continues to remove the sickness from me, like we mentioned before. But you see clearly already that his mahalach halimut, his way of learning, and I think perhaps he, um, his, the way he, he talks about Rishonim, as we'll see, in a moment, in a few minutes, we'll see, um, not everyone was happy with his approach, very much um, on the attack, so to speak, very bold in his learning. Now, in the beginning of the sefer, there's a letter written from Rebbe Kivager. Rebbe Kivager answers some Shilas that Reb Yaakov sent him, and it says at the top, Rebbe Kivager sent this to him when he was 19 years old. When Reb Yaakov was 19 years old, Rebbe Kivager had printed Chuvis Rebbe Kivager in the year Tuf Kuf Sadi 1835, a couple years before he was nifter in 1837. Rebbe was nifter, and Reb Yaakov saw the sefer and he wrote some questions on the sefer to Rebbe Kivager. Now, Rabbi Kiviger at that time had a custom that he didn't answer any questions anymore from outside his own city, but told him that um, anyone who asks him questions on his sefer, that he should answer and tell them the truth. And he says, since this is not new things he's pascaning, this is just to clarify old things, so it's not considered in his nether of not um, answering questions from outside the city. Rabbi Kiv Eger heard that and accepted it. And actually answered him um, on numerous of his questions in, uh, and that's what's printed in the beginning of the Sefer. Now they say that two years later, in Tavkov Tzadizayin, the uh, year Reb Kiveger was Nifter, um, he visited Warsaw and he spoke to Reb and he loved him very much and he was very uh, happy with his learning. And they wrote, it was an unbelievable to thi- thing to see, a sight to see, that in the streets of the city of Warsaw, Rebbe was in a coach and he was being uh, taken through the streets. Inside the coach was Rebbe Chaim Davidson, who was the Rav of, um, Rav of Warsaw at the time. And he was an older man. And with them was this young man, Reb Yaakov. And the three of them were talking at Divrei Torah. Ashrei ayin rossa kalela. Fortunate is anyone who saw this. So Rabbi Kivager um, held very much of this young Talmud Chacham, Rabbi Yaakov uh, Gesundheit. Okay, now um, when he in the Hakdama he writes about his parents. As we said before, that from when I was young, they uh, they raised me on Torah and they spent a lot of money on me and they invested in me. Gam hayayim ois hayam, even till today. Maxi can be. They are helping me financially, it seems. Um, I wouldn't be able to print my safer and take it and bring it to reality without their help. And that's when he mentioned his mother in law and his wife. Hey, Mamduli, they also helped me printing is very expensive and it's a very big endeavor and not for my parents and my in-laws and my wife helping me I would not have been able to do it now he never he did not want to accept on himself to be a rav. he was a businessman and um, many cities wanted him as the rav. his talmidim right but he didn't want to he didn't answer them and he he, I'm sorry he didn't uh, listen to them and um and uh, he was in business, and he was very mu'ur avi he was able to relate to people, and his, when he would talk in business, he was very thought out, he was, he was very uh, business street smart, so to speak. Um, everything he did, all his business was done very justly, very yoshar, very straight. Um, his, heart, his, his mouth would be whatever his heart decided, meaning to say, not only if he promised something with his lips, he spoke something out, did he keep his word, but even if in his heart and his mind he decided to do something, he would keep that as well, even if uh, it cost him a lot of money because of the, what he could have changed his mind, but if he thought and he decided he 's going to do something, ho MS, he remained with it. He was able to recognize each person and deal with them properly. Um, he would, he would just talk to someone, and in a moment he was able, so to speak, to, uh, to size him up and to understand who he was. And um, this was this Tamidim, i writing about him, Ruach and his goodwill and his chesed that he did for Aniyim and for, for downtrodden people are only known to his close people because he was very Hatznei Alechis. He did, did everything very modestly. His stock was so great, that he did even more than his ability, and sometimes he would just empty his pockets to aniyim, sometimes his family didn't even have any food. I guess there were years later, perhaps, his in-laws and his parents weren't supporting him at the time, and they didn't have food, but he still emptied his pockets for his, the uh, poor people. Now, in the Hakdama to Tiferis Yaakov on Gitin, like we said before, it is Talmudin imprinted in Tafresh Yurches in 1858, he writes, when you go through my safer and you have issues with it, you should be done, judge me favorably. He says, um, I'm not really someone who was involved in printing and, and these types of things. He says, he says, I have a lot of things that keep me busy. Because I have to earn a living. Nobody helps me. So I'm very busy with that. So the printing and the editing and all that, uh, it was very hard for me to be involved in. He says, earning a living is very hard for me. There's so many things around me that are bothering me, that are staring me. Hashem um, should help me. That I should find. Rest, Me Alai to remove all of these things that disturb me, Kadeshuka Losses, so that I should be able to carry on me the yoke of Tyra. Bilvat alone, lavavi like I really want to. Now you have to remember also, he still was having his Tamidim, he was still saying his He had so to speak I don't know if it was called the Yeshiva, but it was a habura a Talmidim, as we'll see. So many Talmidim he had, yet at the same time he was trying to earn a living for himself. Um, besides for all the Torah that he was being uh, spreading in Klai Yisrael. Now, he writes in his Hakdama to he says, Nimsa Yadi, I have Chibur Gadol, a safer, on Ked- Hilchas Kedushim and Gittin, and on Hilchas and Trefus, and Matnas Kona, and I thought maybe I should print those. But then he says, I changed my mind because these are very serious Halachas, and he's Surim Hamurim, very serious, Surim, and why should I get involved in that? But this um sefer on Te Gittin, i decided i agreed my talmidim they told me that i should print it and i gave it over to them to to print now is talmidim right that this sefer is uh is 200 um 200 pages in again the folio gadol and the big folios 200 pages um again the other sefer was 174 this is 200 um, even bigger, it seems. Um, his talmidim write that his sefer Mesechta Gittin, he worked on it Be'amuna, for five straight years while learning learning with his talmidim. There's not one tesis in the entire Mesechta that he did not learn and focus on, and even in the parts of Agada of Agadita in the Mesechta. He was Mefarish them, called Dvar of Bechachma. Everything he said was with wisdom. He was able to get to the depths of the intention of Chazal, who wrote their, their uh, agadita and their stories and, and their parables. He was able to get to what they wanted. We're able to see clearly from his explanations in the and not only that, it seems, with the, lot, the, the multitude of Torah that he spoke, every Shabbos be kibbutz amongst his Talmidim a la Torah So it seems on Shabbos he would give drushes to his tamidim, and they were able to see how not only was it in Halacha that he was so clear, but in Aggada as well. Now, in the Agdamatagitin, he writes, he explains in length, how the Torah was given to Kla Yisrael to learn it and to decide it according to their seichel, according to our human intellect. And the way the human beings paskin is the way HaKadosh Baruch Paskins. Um Hashem didn't want that for every halacha we should go ask the Navi or the Urim V'tumim. He wanted us to decide the halacha. And He wanted people to learn and be mechadish things, every person according to His understanding. Of course, it has to be MS. Of course, it has to be in the parameters of Tyra, but that's how a person has the latitude and Klaizah has the latitude to learn, be mechadesh, and decide the halacha. And he says, this is the way all of the chachmei all of the wise men, tamidich chachamim of generations, always learned. He says, however, in this generation, this matana that was given to us the ability to learn and decide the halacha has stopped, has ceased, Kikamu mixes halush Some people who are weak of heart, evitilu ema yaseru Pachar gadol, and they 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 put a fear. And people, no one's allowed to be mechadish things. We're only allowed to try and explain what was, what was uh, nishadish in, in previous generation, generations. And again, you see over here that he was coming and with a very boldness in his learning to be mechadish and to paskin according to the way he understands. And that's why not everyone was so happy with his derech halimut. And in Akdam he writes, I want to tell you, If you'll find that my pen sometimes said something not properly about earlier people, maybe the Rishonim, like we said before, um, against one of the other Mechabrim, you should know Shkaga, it's a mistake that it's there. He says, because when I wrote this, I wrote it for myself. So when I was writing for myself, I didn't hold back. If I felt it was wrong, it was wrong, because I'm writing for myself. He says, And I want you to know, I didn't really have time when I was learning to look in all this form of lachroinim. It wasn't enough time. He says there was a little bit that my Talmudim showed me and they and they told me about, but very little I didn't look at much Akhrainim. be Sefer Urm except in the Sefer Urvatumim, which is Rabia Reb Rabbianis and Ibishitz and Piroiv, Most of the time I did look at his words, Aliba Because he is the one who is Masik shmaitza Aliba Dehulchusa, he learned the coins to the halacha. And he says, I um, actually think this might have been an akdama to chayshem mishpat, not to chulin. Um, I'll have to check that up. Um, yeah, it was akdama to chayshem mishpat that he wrote this. This what he's writing here, which obviously makes sense because that's what the urim v'tumim is on. Um, and then he says, Belay Lakanter And anything that I'm here arguing is not to be mekanter, not to. Um, not to start up with people and just to make problems. Rak la'avas I'm doing this, la'avas because of the love of truth. And he writes over there, he says, that when I printed the Sefer, I went over it very quickly um, to, 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 to edit it, because he says, I, had, I didn't have time. I'm giving shiurim the Rakfuim every single day. I didn't have time to dedicate to go through it so well. And anytime he says, I saw something quickly in the Sefer Shalai Gahigen that I felt wasn't correct or maybe was too strong, he said, I crossed it out with my pen. He says, but there could be some places that uh, still remained. And uh, he says, I hope you'll forgive me, like he just said, that I wasn't really here to start up. So you see, he was coming to um, excuse himself for what people might be upset about. Now, his Talmud before that in Akdama wrote in his tall diswrites Kimat de most of the people who learn in our city are Tamid Muvakim, They are his Tamid Muvakim, And some of them, Kfarhigil Rabi Israel, became Big Brabonim and Klay Israel. and many of the people of our land, even though they may not have heard his Shurim and his words. But they learn api limudai, but they have his derech halimud. Ki huaifia He's appeared like an angel of Hashem, lohiris ha to teach the way. Belimud had talmud and how to learn Talmud. So his Talmidim here, many Talmidim in Warsaw, and in Praga, and in Warsaw, and um, throughout the country they're saying he had a great um, effect um, on the way that people began to learn. Now in the year Tafresh Chav Gimel, when they were writing this told us about him, so the Talmud says that he has a Sefer on Masech um which he never printed, and now he's learning Masech Techulem. Eza Shanim in Talmidim, it's been a number of years, he's learning Chulem with his Talmidim, and he already has 150 bugin, 150 Folios on Masech Techulem, also a very big Sefer um, on Masech Techulem. And in Tafresh Chavzayin, the first chalik of Mesech T'chulim was printed, the first three prakim of Mesech he put out. Now, the Shoyilu Meishiv, Rabbi Yosef Shaul Natanzin, we gave a share on him a long time ago. In the year Tafresh Lam Vav, um, which is 1876, when they were printing the, uh, reprinting Gittin, I guess, in uh, Mesech Gitin in his Askama, he writes, um Dvar Now the Tvarz Yaakov was still alive when he wrote this. He said, I saw his words in many places. Kumafli he's unbelievable. There's no corner that he didn't conquer. And then he says, he shouldn't worry about people who are saying things about him. What is what are they to him? <coughs> he's learning Tyran Avaida. For forty years already, so you shouldn't worry about people who are upset at him. <coughs> Excuse me. And on his matzeva, the Tiferes Matseva matzeva, it says, "Asher Hirbitz Torah b'rabim." He taught Torah to Rabim, kol yomav, hemid talmidim harbei, all of his days, and he and he uh, and he, and he raised and he taught many talmidim, rabbonim umuflage Torah. Rabbanim and big Talmudic Hachamim in Tyra. So, this is, this, is, um, this is who he was, who he taught Taira. Now, <clears throat> in the year Taf Kuf Tzadites um, in 1839, as we mentioned a few weeks back when we gave the shear um, on the de Loymeis, he was Nifter and Nisan of Taf Kuf Tzadites. So, um, Rebbe Yaakov, Tiferis Yaakov, was involved in who should be the next Rav. And uh, because of him was chosen Rebbe Chaim Davidson. Rebbe Chaim Davidson was a Talmud of the Nasivas, Rebbe Yaakov Melisa. He was very old. He was 80 years old at the time. But he lived another 14 years as the Rav of Warsaw until he was 94 in tough ratio Dalit, He was Nifter. At that time, the decision was who should be the Rav was a question between... Um, Reb Mayor Alter, who would eventually become, when we know, the Chidu Yarim, the first Gerar Rebbe, he was from the Hasidish side of Warsaw, And Rebbe Yaakov, the Tiferous Yaakov, was on the non-Hasidish side, what they called the Misnagdim. He was the other uh, candidate. Um, and it looked like Rebbe Yaakov was going to become the Rav. The Hasidim were not happy about it. And the Hasidim got together with the Maskilim. And together they outvoted that it should be Reb Yaakov, but they were not able to vote in the Chiddushi Harim because the Maskilim weren't so happy about that. So they ended up getting an outside Rav Reberish Maisels, who was a Rav in Krakow at the time. Now he was also a Misnagid, but he was at least Bishalom with the Hasidim. They were able to accept him as the Rav. Ma'ashenken, the teferis Yaakov, was an extreme misnagade, and sometimes he would go out to at a war against some of them and hug him of the Hasidim. And this, at the same time, in the yeshiva of the Maral he learned together with the Chidush Arim, as we mentioned by the year, the Maral And in fact, in Tafresh Chof Aleph, they were both young at the time, um, Reb Chaim Davidson had them, all three of them, signed together and the Askama for the Dubna Maggit Mag, the, the Sefer, Oyel Yaakov, all three, the Rabbi Chaim Davidson as the Rav, and Rebdiferis Yaakov, and the uh, Chidusha Harim, all signed on the Askama together. They were, so to speak, the leadership of Warsaw at the time. But Lemaise, the of the um and Ba'ikr the Geras, they did not want him as the Rav. Now, <clears throat> during this Reberish Meisel's days as the Rav, in, the, in the, the way it used to be was that the, the Jews would choose who the chief rabbi is, and then they would register with the government. Again, if you remember, the Chemda Shleimah is really the first chief rabbi of Warsaw. Before that, there were just Maire Hoyra. We mentioned this in that chair. And this is going on, the, the Chemda Shleimah, Reb Davidson, and now Reberish, Reberish Meizels. But at that time, because of political things with Reberish Meizels, the government changed how things would work. And instead of the Jews picking the Rav, they would have the opposite. The Jews would give in a three candidates, and the government would decide who was the rav. And after Berisch Meizel was nifter, um, um, after Berish Meizel was nifter in uh, Tafresh Lamid in 1870, so they gave in the uh, the their ideas of who should be the rav. And the government chose the Tiferes Yaakov to be the chief rabbi of Warsaw. Yud Zayin Elo Tafre He was crowned as the rebbe of Warsaw. But the Hasidim were very unhappy with this, and the Maskilim were very unhappy with this. And together they waged a war and um, waged a war against the Tiferes Yaakov. Um, in, in an internal and an external war. Internally in Warsaw they tried to get people not to listen to his psakim. They said that uh, you don't have to accept him as the rav. We didn't really choose him. The government chose him and since when do we listen to the government? They went to the government and they said that you know he was in business and he did things in business that weren't right and therefore he, he cheated people and he and bankrupted people and all types of lies about him. That um, And therefore how could he be the rav? A Rav's supposed to take care of his people and he doesn't Care about his people, so <clears throat> now another thing that the government said was that the 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 rabbanus has to be renewed f- every three years. So in Kislev of Tufresh Lamedalid, um, it was a couple a little bit before that that they actually um, signed the papers that they are deposing him of the rabbanus. But in Kislev of Tufresh Lamedalid, um, which is the end of 1873, they. Uh, they took away the rabanus, and he was no longer the uh, rav of the rav of Warsaw. Now, it seems that they would need a rav then, so they would have to, you know, pick some candidates. But the, at that point, the chassidim and the maskilim couldn't get together obviously, because till now they had a common enemy, but they couldn't get together to decide who should be the Rav, and even amongst the Hasidim themselves, there were different um, factions of Hasidim in Warsaw, they also couldn't decide who it should be. And this went on for two years, and finally after two years, the government said that's the end of the Chief Rabbinate of Warsaw. So it was a very short Chief Rabbinate, from the Chemdeshlemis days, until the uh, Tiferes Yaakov's days was the whole thing. After that, they went back to just having Meirei Hoyro, just and Now, even though Rabbi Yaakov no longer had the title of Chief Rabbi of Warsaw, however, he still acted as the Rav of Warsaw, at least for the, all those who considered him as the Rav. Now, it's interesting, the base Halevi, um, Rabbi Yosef Doiv Salvechik, who eventually became the Rav in Brisk, but at that time was the Rav in Slutsk, and he had issues with his Balabatim at that time, that he actually was leaving the Rabbanis of Slutsk, and um, he had a deal with them, that uh, with the next Rav, that until he gets a new job, he is still called the Rav of Sluts. He's still called the Slutska Rav. So in Tavre Medalit, he came to Warsaw to print his Beis Halevi, Chelik Beis, Shuvah's Beis Halevi, and he heard what was going on with the Tiferis Yaakov, so he went in to be Mechazekim. And he saw that Rabbi Yaakov was not, uh, you know, he was able to uh, commiserate with him and uh, empathize with him because he was also going through a situation with his Balabatim. Um... But he saw that Rabbi Yaakov wasn't an espal from this. He still considered himself as the Rav. He didn't need the title from the government and it wasn't bothered. And Rabbi Yaakov told him something cute. He said, we are Achim Litzara. We're together in this same problem that we're having. He says, except we're the, we're the flip side. We're the opposite of each other. He says, you have the title of Slutska Rav but you don't have a rabbanis because you're not the Rav there, you just have the title. I'm the opposite. I have the rabbanis. I'm acting like the Rav, I just don't have the title of being the Rav of Warsaw. So we have the same uh, problem, so to speak, but just on the flip side of each other. Now in Adur Sheni of Tafresh Lamid Hay, he got sick with tuberculosis again. And this is what we said, that he was sick already when he was 18 with tuberculosis. Now the first time around, he writes that when I decided to learn more Torah, I got better. The doctors had a different explanation of why he got better. And they say, first of all, he was a very physically strong and healthy person. Number two, his mother-in-law, who was very rich, was able to feed him very healthy things. And number three, and that was the main thing, was his ruach, his spirit. His ruts and his will to get better, that got him better because he wanted to live to serve HaKadosh Baruch That spirit actually got him through his first sickness. But now the doctors say, this is the second time Reddy's he's getting sick with tuberculosis. He's already almost 60 years old. There's no hope for him. He's not going to recover from this. However, they didn't give up the, the family. They brought in doctors from Kenningsburg, from Vienna. And they also agreed with the Warsaw doctors. There's no hope. But they still didn't give up. And they worked hard, and uh, they fed him the healthy stuff. He was still strong. He wasn't uh, 18 years old. He was close to 60. He still wanted to live, and it got better, and he was able to live another three and a half years. However, the doctors told him, your body is so weak that you can't overexert yourself. And because of that, he backed off from a lot of the jobs of, um, of the Rabbanas, and saying, Shurim. But... Learning and um, arranging his svarim and his ksavim—that he said—that's what I'm living for. I can't give up on that. And on a Wednesday, Yud Gimel Elo Tafresh Elches in 1878, he was nifter, and it was a great avelus for Warsaw. Close to 20,000 people were at his levaya. Many rabbanim eulogized him, but the main eulogy was the Beis Halevi himself, who was in Warsaw at the time. He had left Slutsk by then. Um, they wanted him to become the rub of Warsaw, there was, again, there was a lot of politics going on at the time. Um, and the Beis Halevi, he cried bitter tears as they described his Hesped. And he got the whole, all the people to continue to cry bitter and immense tears over the, uh, the Tiferis Yaakov. Now, while he was speaking, he decided to say something very strong, and they knew he was going to do this. And he says that the was fitting for the Malchus, for his for his uh, ro- ro- royalty. And what was that? The Rabbonus of Warsaw. He said, but the people of Warsaw were not roi to enjoy his, him being the Rav. In other words, he was the one who should have been the Rav, but the people weren't Zoyche. And he says, you should know, because even after they took, him, took away his position as the rab of Warsaw, he still remained the rab of Warsaw. And in the Olam Ha'emes, Mikadmin Ka'eis Panav Kirab HaShavarsha. And right now, they're greeting him in Shamayim, not as the Tveras Yaakov, as the rab of Warsaw. This is what he said. He was very strong. And he went out and he laid into the Hasidim, and he, he said that how could it be that they did such terrible things? He says, I don't understand. The Katsker and the Chidushi Harim, so they 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 were they were people who who stood for MS. And how is it that this next generation they did these terrible things against him? And um, and um, he, he was very upset about it, and he laid into them and he said very strong things that I'm not going to necessarily repeat. But the Hesbit is out there if person wants to see it. Now, Reb Simcha Zelig the the dying and Brisk, said that they used to say that the Ger Hasidim said the following, if not for the fact that we knew that the Beis HaLevi is an Ish Emes and that he doesn't care for anyone, he does what's right, we would have taken him down we would have gone up there and pulled him down and in the middle of the eulogy. Not only would we have done that, The fact is that the had already told his chasidim that we know he's going to talk very strongly. No one should touch him. No one should do anything. We know he's going to talk sharply. But the Hasidim said, even though the Tzfasemes said that, when we heard what he said, we really would have taken and thrown him off from saying his eulogy, if not for the fact that we knew the Beis HaLevi is an Ish MS that says what he feels is right and true, and he doesn't uh, he doesn't care about what anybody else thinks, so we respected it, and we were macablet, and uh, even though he spoke very, very strongly against us. Um, the Tveras Yaakov, was buried in the Chelkas Rabonim in Warsaw, not far from the Chemda Shleimai. Um, not far from the Chemda Shleimai. He's buried over there. Um, it doesn't say on his Matzeva that he was the Rev of Warsaw, but as we said before, he, it says he was Marbitz Bitz It says this farm that he printed um, at that time, after, he, after his death, they printed Chelek Beis of Chesh Mishpat. Um, in 1926, they printed Yerdea Shechita, then K- 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 Eben and Kedushin printed, and then the second half of Khulin was printed, a lot of it later in 1926, um, which is uh, many years later as he was nifter in 1878, so it's almost 50 years later. 40-some-odd um, years later, whatever it is, that uh, they were printed. But this is the Tiferet Yaakov, the last Rav of Warsaw. We learned about the Chem Deshleimah, the first Rav of Warsaw. And again, it didn't last very long to Rav Chaim Davidson, to, to Rev Meisels, and then to Tiferet Yaakov. And he was the last Rav of Warsaw. Um, le- definitely, le- definitely left his imprint on Polish jewelry, on the history of Warsaw, and on Klai Yisrael. Schusayogen Aleinu Valko Yisrael. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kultov.